Hello and welcome. I am Amy, your host for the This Is Really Happening podcast, the show where we discuss all things awakening process and the highs and lows of life with an added dose of humor in this insanely beautiful world we live in. Along the way, I'll be offering cosmic insights as well as tangible practices to help you feel aligned within your heart and mind in the present now moment. And as always, sovereign. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, welcome to the show. As I am recording this, we are going into the the third weekend of January, and I don't know about you, but I am still really like riding on this this wave of creativity that came in with at least for me with the um the the Capricorn new moon at the beginning of the month so that's what I've been up to just like creating but not just in um I'm, I'm creating more in a um a physical way rather than having ideas I'm actually doing it which is a big deal because a lot of times I get like caught up in all these ideas but don't materialize it anyways we are actually heading into a cancer full moon opposite Pluto so energy is about to get very uh wild (laughs) wild but Um, today we are, I'm going to, today's going to be a little bit more personal. I, that was not my original attention, intention, but here we are. So I know that I've, I've, I've definitely mentioned this before about, I think, Facebook memories coming up and you know, you know, you have Facebook memories. I have them. I'm sure you do too. Come up from like 10 years ago and oof, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Well, <laughs> um, I had one come up from eight years ago and it actually wasn't a bad one at all. It was really a positive thing, but it got me thinking about a lot and, and, So yeah, here goes something. So I, eight years ago, I was in Nicaragua doing my first ever yoga teacher training and like looking back at this picture popped up from eight years ago from like a lunch I was at with the um, other people in the, in my group. And I'm like looking at myself, sending love to this version of of me. And, you know, I noticed, you know, a lot of, of memories from that time popped up in my brain. And 
you know, one of the first things I noticed was there was all these Tonyas on the, on the table and, but none of them were mine. Tonya, it's a type of Nicaraguan beer. And, um, at that time I was, I was three months sober after attempting sobriety many, many times. Now, you know, throughout the time that I was not sober, I always held a job and I sometimes better than others. And I was always a for kind of a contributing member of society, but it just wreaked a lot of havoc in my life and in other people's lives. And, um, you know, at that point I was still kind of struggling. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to be sober. And then it's like, everything just shifts. I mean, God, maybe that's happened to somebody, but definitely not for myself. It's hard for me to see that happening for anybody, but shit, you never know. But, um, so yeah, I was three months sober and really beginning to realize that not only was, you know, myself the one that was like creating all this chaos, but that I needed to make a lot of massive shifts and there was a long road ahead of, of, um, getting myself right, basically. And um, fast forward to the end of the program, which literally changed my life, but it was like the, the beginning of, of this really, really intense process. And I thought it was funny at the time, and I still, in a way, think it's funny that I was at this yoga teacher training because as a child, I was like extremely, and as a child and as an adult as well, extremely terrified of any type of public speaking, of being seen, just like literally had to, or told myself I had to, to drink and use drugs in order to feel comfortable around others in order to open up. I mean, looking back now, I was just like sensitive to other people's energy. And you know what? Probably shouldn't have been in those situations in the first place, you know? Anyways, so I was super proud of, of completing the program and, and teaching my, my first full length class, it was like a really, really big deal to me. And I was sober and I had to stop smoking and, and like fast forward to the night of the, the graduation, um, alcohol was served and I almost drank. And then somebody who was sober, but they, they drank, but didn't use drugs anymore. Um, talked to me and basically talked me out of it, which was a great idea. And then they wound up, the group wound up going out, like partying for the graduation from the (laughs) yoga training. I'm like, what? And I didn't feel comfortable 
obviously I had just almost drank at the end of the ceremony, at this, at the end of this beautiful ceremony. And so I opted to stay back and I was, you know, processing this situation and I was super upset, like really, really upset. I was journaling and, um, just crying like crying, like felt so heartbroken because I was so newly sober and there was just so many emotions going on. And then, you know, I just, whatever, went, went to sleep. And the next day I met with my partner at the time and my, my friends and, um, wound up, I wound up staying in Nicaragua for like another two months. We lived in this beautiful place in the, um, on the coast called Tola. But um, once I was there, you know, in where we were staying in the house we were staying or condo that we were staying at, I began to realize that things really needed to to change in my life and I was having these huge realizations of like being like not realizations of like how did I get here and I felt at the time I was in such a beautiful place like like paradise literally but I felt so freaking trapped and and like, yeah, just, I felt trapped and I felt stuck and, and I was like a prisoner of my own thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And it was a lot to fucking realize, right? And so I'm having this process and it's super intense. And like, I, I felt like I couldn't really talk to anyone about it. And, and then I, there, this like person came down to visit and I didn't really know them that well, but I'm like, sure, come down. You're a yoga teacher. You must be nice. The persona of a yoga teacher. Yeah, great. And, um, we wound up one day going into the capital, which is Managua and this person leading up to that a couple days prior was like, kind of like they were disappointed that I was sober and they kept kind of pushing, not kind of, they were definitely pushing for me to drink because it was affecting their experience. You know, they wanted somebody to drink with. And I was pretty firm. And then, and then we, you know, we were in Managua and I remember I was, you know, we, we sat down, we were at a restaurant and they got a drink and like something just like came over me and I said yes and I drank and I swear it's like my guides, my higher self were watching and like I had the drink in my hand and it just, it's like I lost control of my hand and I wasn't drunk because I had just gotten the drink and it just slipped I took one sip and it slipped out of my hands and like crashed all over the floor and, and broke into a, like all these teeny tiny pieces and like, fuck, that should have woken me up, but it didn't. And I'm like, haha, it's so funny. And then 
I went on to drink for like hardcore like two more years, you know, because I said yes when I really meant no. So like fast forward to to now and I was I've been thinking the past few days of like all these times that I've said yes when I really meant no like can you relate um it comes from not having strong boundaries right like of course it's just obviously if you're saying yes when you mean no it means you don't have strong boundaries maybe you don't have any and like where does that come from not having strong boundaries, maybe like in my case, I just, I had this fear my entire life of speaking up for myself or saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like I would be in danger. Like I literally felt like this the my entire life from how I was raised. I'm not going to get into that right now. Maybe one day, <laughs> but I was just raised to be really careful of what I said to not, um, what's the right word to not kind of like poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Don't say anything wrong at the wrong time, which could lead to a lot of, um, chaos, violence, definite unsafety and fear. So that stayed with me my entire life and it caused me to betray myself over and over and over and it's fucking heartbreaking but it has a happy ending because eventually I learned to stop fucking doing that but it's not like an over it's not an overnight thing and you know, I wish I could go back and have that person never go to Nicaragua and me not have to go through the next two years of like this, oh my gosh, probably so much damage to my, to my body and my spirit and my brain and like, and the, all the chaos that I had within me affected those around me too, you know, but I can't, I can't go back and you just, I have to find the, the reasoning for everything and I wouldn't be where I am now and have the insight that I do now if all that shit hadn't happened. But it really got me thinking, you know, as, um, about also per, excuse me, it got me thinking, it really got me thinking about the idea of personas, right? The mask that we wear. And I've, I've talked about this in an earlier episode, but you know, the, our persona is the, the mask that we show to others, um, in order to, to fit in, to be liked and ex- accepted. And this, we start forming it at a super young age, like zero to seven, but we we craft it as we go along and i believe we have like different 
personas that we show to different people. And of course, in astrology, our ascendant or, or rising sign is known as our mask as well. So, you know, through the, through the, um, er, so, you know, this person that came to visit had this persona of being a, a coach and a yoga teacher, but was actually a pretty fucked up person, right? And then here I was, um, in the process of transforming and throughout the past eight years, you know, I've been, I've been sober for a pretty long time now. And for, um, you know, like five years, I don't know, I don't have like a set day, but throughout that process of becoming a yoga teacher and, um, I had this feeling definitely of imposter syndrome of, of like not feeling authentic, um, because I was like drinking and doing whatever, but at, you know, it's like, I felt like an imposter almost, but I knew that like within my heart, I really, really did want to, to transform and, and shift myself and like continue to level up and, and then in turn help others do the same thing. So there was always like a a genuine feeling within my heart and a knowing that I would get to that place. Right. But you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Of course it doesn't happen overnight and it's a process of, of, um, of healing and integrating our shadow and this awakening. And sometimes it feels like it's going really fast and then it kind of slows down. And so like, you know, if you're going through this right now and you feel like everything is just stopped, like, you know, you had this like rush of like awakening and then it kind of like almost flatlined, do know that What's happening is most likely you're in a period of integrating everything that you just experienced. You're integrating the upgrades and and I believe it's really important that we honor where we are at. It's so important Like I remember when I was a brand new yoga teacher, I wanted to fast forward to, I wanted to fast forward to being an experienced teacher and experienced guide. And like it, I was just had so much nervous energy. Um, and like, I, w- I was scared to speak, but I knew that I, I needed to speak and I, I, I needed to do this. And thank goodness my first yoga class was, you know, at this beautiful resort overlooking the ocean. And it was three friends that came and showed up and it was like a really good experience. But also like my first audition for a studio that was like nerve wracking and I stuttered my way through it. And 
the person who got me the job was like watching me and laughing the whole time. Can you guess who that person was? Like cackling. Hmm. Anyways. So it's we're honoring ourselves throughout the process. And, you know, my journey, I I became I found we found my sobriety again in um, 2000, the, the winter of 2016 into 17. And I am so thankful for that. I am incredibly, incredibly thankful for that. And I, but I just so happened to find it in the midst of this extremely chaotic um, situation I was in, relationship and situation, and and I w- ended up also in 2017 getting pregnant with my beautiful daughter, and I could see again at that point even the how I was saying yes to stuff when I should be saying no, and I was continuing to betray myself until finally in 2018 it wasn't about me anymore it was about my daughter as well and I made a huge decision and it was like I'm going to stop betraying myself I'm not gonna keep agreeing to shit when I really don't want to and I started to put boundaries up like a motherfucker and it it changed my life and i started to grow in in leaps and bounds once i started to finally stand up for myself and not just like cower down in fear and again no it didn't happen overnight and there's like you know you know in like um, video games you have like at the end it's like the boss battle like I'm at I feel like I'm at the the end of that one right now where I really got this huge realization where I was being more loyal to people than I was being loyal to myself and that was a really big one for me. And once I, I realized that, but like not just realized it in my mind, but really embodied that realization, my life is beginning to change in leaps and bounds in how I co-create with the the world, the universe, how I build out my business, my relationships with others that do value who I am and do want me to have boundaries and respect me. Can you relate? And do love me genuinely for who I am. But this place, this journey in the past few years has led me to some really dark places within myself. 
and it wasn't pretty at all. I mean, like, sobbing on the floor of my dead brother's bathroom. I mean, like, dealing with my my inner child, a very, very angry, damn near violent inner child, and befriending these aspects of myself. Like, it was really intense and I but I'm on I feel like I'm on their side and it's not to say like we go through this stuff and then it's over and it's like yay I'm done with that because there's always like more to be revealed and I'm sure you can relate to that and it's always when we're like ah this doesn't always happen like that but sometimes it does where we're like I'm done with my lessons. I'm done. And then it's like, "Mm -mm, no, we got more. We got more to work with. So it's really, um, it's, it's a matter of uh, just being gentle with ourselves and showing ourselves ease and, or, or not showing ourselves ease, but going through the process with ease, even though our bodies especially may instinctively want to like ten, want to tense up and and no ease no ease no thank you just angry fists like rah all the time and within this this journey come to a place that I eight years ago maybe could have never seen uh, or, or even imagined a place within me where I have a lot of love for myself whereas I didn't before everyone else came before me in that respect and realizing that as I was saying earlier like it's okay to still be in a process of transformation because truly our entire lives are like that and it's super important to to love ourselves at every step of the way even though we may feel that they are not very lovable at all. It's like a a practice though, and the more you practice it, the more it it grows. I'm telling you, I promise you, <laughs> you practice it and realizing and at no point was I in my journey even when I was like drinking heavy some days or doing whatever, still, and then teaching like a couple days later, I still was authentic in my heart. So the persona that I was transforming into in that process, it wasn't, I had the best of intentions and those intentions turned into who I am today. Now, not everybody has intentions like that. 
what really helped to get me sober finally was to teach literally every single day to hold myself to a very high standard to be so friggin' accountable for my actions like I was teaching every day sometimes eight o'clock in the morning like I couldn't I wasn't going to allow myself to to continue to fall in these these traps to keep me stuck And I think what it comes down to with that is people perhaps not being on their their path and trying to force themselves into like putting a square peg in a round hole, you know. And talking about personas, it's, it's not just the persona that we show to the outside world, but also the other people around us and their personas and, you know, what they show to the world, who they want people to think they are. And I realized I had this realization around the same time of, of realizing this love that I have for myself that I was kept, like, attracting these magnetizing these people with these personas that were very similar to each other and realizing that they're just personas it's not who the person actually is and it's so funny I saw this meme one day and it really like really like drilled it into my knowing of like what people show on the outside isn't who they always truly are you know and that seems like obvious especially after I've been talking about this but I didn't for some reason I didn't get it and then I started looking at all my my past partners and I'm like oh my gosh they're all like similar in this this sense and like and then I'm like what do what do do I want do I even know what I want in a partner if like I keep like repeating the same stuff over and over like literally since high school and then I had this realization of what I was actually seeking and not finding with all these personas all these massive people were showing me was actually within me you know and that's like the the sacred union uh, of the joining of the masculine and the feminine energies within you know, the marriage within. And that was like really a huge epiphany. It was a big one. And just happened recently. <laughs> like seriously, just very, very recently I had this this um, realization. So it will be interesting to see where... I go from here with that. I have nothing but really 
positive, exciting feelings about this. You know, it's been um, a long road, but to, to be here and to embody this within me, it feels really fucking good. And I want the same for you too. And for, for anyone out there that's listening, that is, you know, on, on the journey, you know, we all are, of course, but like really focused on the, the journey and the process of awakening. I, I want to read you something from Vadim Zeeland's book titled Tufty the Priestess. And Vadim, again, he is the creator or writer of Reality Transurfing, which I mention and have been mentioning all the time. But I continue to mention it because the the processes of it continue to blow my mind. And once you, the more I I I work with this modality, the more I am realizing, stepping into, and embodying my true power and sovereignty. And I, of course, want the same for others, for you as well. But I just before I start reading, I want to give a little background on what he's talking about, because if it, it, there's like very specific terminology used. Um, in this one passage, he's talking about mannequins in a film and how we we are we are living essentially we are all living in our own films and in the book he describes them as mannequins and uh, our characters as mannequins right and they're they're mannequins in the sense especially when we're not aware when we haven't awakened to the fact that we can in fact write our own reality and like yeah basically write our own reality not changing what is present and already materialize what we can change then is our attitudes our our thoughts and actions as we go but we can in fact like shift our future and call in write our own movie so to speak we're we're changing the film role is what he he calls it but so he's talking about con- composing our own mannequins, right? Developing who we are and who we want to be, essentially. What I've been talking about this whole show. <laughs> Here we go. Compose your own mannequin. You have your own mannequins in the films, which are stored in the Eternity Archive. When you see one of these film rolls in a dream, your consciousness finds your own mannequin and then it comes to life and starts to move. For as long as you dream the dream, you occupy the body of the dream mannequin as one of your many potential variants. The same thing happens in physical reality. In the film rolls, according to which your life is moving along. On each new film roll, your consciousness enters the next version of the mannequin, which then comes to life and becomes you in the current frame. 
The mannequin chin can change right now in a short period of time. You are capable of changing very quickly to the point of spectacularly changing your outer appearance. You can also change qualities and skills such as self-confidence, charm, ability to communicate, courage, intelligence, intelligence, and professionalism. Changing yourself doesn't mean rejection of self or completely getting rid of the old you. We are talking about development, especially if you are a rare exception of someone who likes themselves the way they are and doesn't particularly feel the need to change themselves. But even if that is the case, you have to keep developing. Otherwise, you'll go down the route of deterioration. You need to change yourself without changing yourself, your core identity, your fundamental principles, convictions, and philosophy of life. Uniqueness is all you have, but to a great extent, this is more than enough. Uniqueness is perfect unto itself because there is nothing of its kind anywhere else. Is it valuable? That which cannot be found anywhere else in anyone else? Undoubtedly, it is an advantage which you can either use or chuck to the back of a dusty cupboard, and it is all a matter of choice. But all shortcomings have one paradoxical aspect. If you accept a shortcoming, it becomes a valuable individual quality. If you don't accept a shortcoming and battle against it, the shortcoming becomes a flaw. This is exactly how others will perceive it, either as a valuable quality or as a flaw. If you accept a personal shortcoming, it can transform into an advantage. You are perfect, just as nature and the creator intended you to be. Perfection is when an individual is embodying their uniqueness and in harmony with the self. Where there is acceptance, harmony appears. And the opposite is true. Any negation gives rise to disharmony, which everyone notices. An obvious vice or weak point that directly harms you, your health and reputation, for example, or that harms others should be rooted out. In everything else, though, it is better to develop your positive qualities than to battle with your shortcomings. So, see... Vadim knows. <laughs> he knows. He's uh he's pretty wise, a wise guy. Not a wise guy, a wise man. So like a lot of what he's saying is that we can change at any moment. It's simply we must make a choice. We must make a choice. And you know. It goes a little against what I'm saying is that like change it, it it takes a long time to embody. I mean, not a long time, but like it's a process. But the thing is, both are true. Both 
are true because you can change at any moment. Decide like today is the day. I'm not going to do that anymore. Today is the day that I am going to do this. You know, it just, it requires action. Not just thinking about it, but doing it. Like realized action will get us to to where we want to go. Not just daydreaming and, and with our heads in the clouds all the time. I mean, of course, sometimes that's nice to do. I, I have Mercury and Pisces and Pisces moon. I definitely daydream sometimes, but I'm very much like action oriented and fucking doing it because I spent like a long time of my life feeling like trapped within myself. And it just got to the point where I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. This clearly isn't working for me. So I'm going to do it, right? Go for it. And then he he's also talking about our, like our flaws and stuff and embracing that. It's like, you know, we can look in front of a mirror and be like, oh, I don't like my nose or, oh, I... I don't like the way I speak or or whatever, you know, picking ourselves apart. But as we bring more attention to whatever these flaws are, other people begin to notice them as well. And it's just like, why? Just like we're all so unique and, you know, that's something to truly be celebrated. Not like, ugh, not demonized. Our uniqueness is beautiful, so fuck yes, we should be celebrating that. And of course, if we're doing some gnarly shit, we need to stop that, right? You can, it's it's as we develop new personas and, and transform, we are, we're developing our soul, where we're leveling up and with those intentions, it's a beautiful thing. It's authentic. And, you know, anyone going through it, we all are. I'm sending you a lot of love. And my hope for for you, for me, for us, is that we can really begin to 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 love ourselves and I'm not trying to be hokey and gosh even like five years ago I would have probably rolled my friggin' eyes at this but you know when we have that within it radiates out and like you know I knew I knew I was having issues with this and I literally like how how long ago maybe just a couple years ago not that long ago forced myself, and I mean forced myself to write myself a love letter to myself every day for 30 days. And it was super challenging. I felt really awkward doing it. But like, at the end, I felt really good. I was like, yes, you are amazing. You are beautiful, sexy, funny, I am so in love with you, yada, 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 like for real, try it out, I challenge you to a love letter to yourself, just try it, you'll, maybe, 
you you don't know what anything great could happen from it for real mm, i think i think though i'm done with my tangent i went on quite a tangent <laughs> like what a journey it's been and will continue to be and um hmm i have a a meditation for you to to activate your your heart space and it's it's another simple one and having to do with just our our breath and and our attention and intention and in really being present so for this one um def- um you could be doing other stuff but I think it's best to either be laying down or or sitting up either one is fine probably don't be driving um or doing anything once you get the hang of doing it like you can definitely do it at any time to get back into the heart space for sure that's what I I love about all these these things is like once you all these meditations and breath works is like once you get used to them you can just bust them out whenever bam it's there for you all these like tools at your disposal all the time so when you are ready my loves take a seat lay down Close your eyes if you're able to and just take three deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. So deep breath in, expanding through your belly and lungs and as you exhale, you Find yourself noticeably relaxing, releasing any tension that you may be currently carrying. Good. Another breath. And release. And one more. Okay, bring your awareness to your, your sit bones, to your, your root chakra at the base of your spine and begin to bring your breaths to that area, like breathing in to your root chakra and exhaling from that space. And as you do, you are grounding yourself into the, the earth, the new earth specifically.
good and going to the next inhale breathe from your root chakra and then go all the way up your central channel your shashumna nadi all the way up to your crown and as your breath and your attention rises up this central channel is being illuminated with light all the way up Good, and then spend a few breaths here in your residing within your crown chakra, your connection to source, your connection to your higher self. Beautiful. And now on your next inhale, drop down into your heart space, your Anahata chakra. Taking a big breath into this area, remembering that it's not just the front of our bodies, but also our our back bodies, so breathing all in, lighting this area up with your breath. Good, and as you exhale, we're just going to continue to reside in this center for love and compassion, peace and harmony. With each breath, visualize your heart space expanding, growing even brighter. Every, every part of your heart, every part of this energetic center just lighting up. Maybe it is, it's sparkling. Perhaps it has this like beautiful iridescent feel to it. Just becoming more alive, more awake, and more receptive to to your attention and the intention to awaken your heart to ways it may not have ever been awakened before. And as you're here and as the space 
continues to expand, almost like visualizing these beams of light coming out from this, this center of your body. And these beams are how we, we, we touch others with our vibrancy, with our genuine love and caring and compassion. It's how others of our resonance find us as well. Let's just take one more really deep breath into our hearts, expanding it as big now as you can fathom. And good, and exhale. And then on your next inhale, Expand down your central channel and up your central channel, just totally lighting everything up now. Connecting to source and connecting to the new earth. Elevated and grounded at the same time via our hearts. Another deep breath here, illuminated. Good. And then one more breath, putting your left hand on your heart and your right hand over your left. Just closing the meditation and grounding that feeling into your heart space. And stay here for as long as you like. And of course, you're welcome to come back to this exercise. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sending you so much love wherever you are on your journey. Whether you're actively leveling up or you're in a period of integration. I'm sending you so much love. Keep going. I promise. It's worth it. It really is. Through the extremely happy parts and the super sad parts and all in between. Keep going. Keep growing. You've got this. And thank you again. Thank you for being here and holding space with me. 
Have a great day or night wherever you are on this planet. I'm sending you so much love. Bye. This wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for joining me on the This Is Really Happening podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. Also, check out the attached links to learn more about myself, my business, Clear Channel Activation, as well as to see what I'm currently offering and other projects I've got going on. Thanks again, you beautiful souls. I'll see you next time.